American songwriter. We had the opportunity to talk to Cat Leone of Holy Wars over Zoom video. Cat talks about being born and raised in Connecticut uh, and actually jumped back and forth between California and Connecticut for most of her life. Um, she ended up moving to L.A. and pursuing music full time. She talked about getting into music and musical theater around high school age, middle school, high school, always way into singing. She was at a bar one night when when that game Rock Band came out and she was singing. I think she said it was Radiohead Creep on Rock Band. And after after her performance, just like at one of those random nights, like they have karaoke night and there's like Rock Band night. And she she gets hit up by this casting director that says, hey, we're doing this this reality type contest show where people perform Rock Band and it's going to be judged by Alice Cooper. I believe Sebastian Bach and... Striker of K-Rock were like the the judges. So she goes on the show. She's like, you know what? I'm going to go on the show. And after the show, I think she got voted off. Well, I know she did. She didn't win. She basically told us she didn't win. But uh, so after sh this happens, Alice Cooper says, hey, you know, I'd love to chat with you. And she's like, OK. And he kind of tells her, you know, you, you're really good. You should really pursue this music thing. He gives her his manager's information his actual home address in hawaii and she tells us this incredible story about how she lost the address and finds it later and it's just like a super emotional story and that's kind of how holy wars started she had a band prior to that restarted holy wars after finding this this address cat tells us about putting out the first holy wars ep the last show they were able to perform pre-covid and all about the new record that Holy Wars has coming out and the latest single, TV Dinner. You can watch our interview with Kat on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. And it'd be rad if you subscribe to us on YouTube and like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Holy Wars. So this podcast is all about you and your journey in music and how you got to where you are now. We'll talk about Holy Wars and the new song, TV Dinner, which I love. So, Thank you. so first off, tell me where you were born and raised. Oh, wow. We're going that far back. We're, we're, going, we're bringing it back to day one. Okay, okay. Uh, I was born in Bristol. I was raised in Bristol, Connecticut. Um, okay. uh, I think the only thing anybody knows about that town is ESPN. <laughs> That's about it. Oh, ESPN uh, is located there? Yeah. Like yeah that's I didn't even know that. That's how much I know about ESPN. Headquarters. Um, yeah. Did a lot yeah. of people work at ESPN? Did mom or dad work at ESPN? No, actually. Uh, funny enough, because I say it in TV dinner, so it does come back to the song. Um, my dad was an auto mechanic, and my mom worked as a professional tarot card reader <laughs> in our small town. Oh, wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> It, it was, I mean, she kind of fell into that. I mean, she always did it my whole life, but she got really popular through word of mouth that my living room literally became a waiting room. Like I would, I remember being in school and coming home and there'd be like strangers in my living room waiting to see my mom. So it was interesting. It was quite an interesting childhood compared to I'm sure a lot of people. <laughs> did she, so she was doing like, the, she'd read the cards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was. Wow. I know, I know that whole world has a very like negative, uh, you know, um, you know, like Lady Cleo, like kind of scam artist thing. But my mom was actually very legit. She never even advertised. Like she got so popular because she was so good. And she actually even did like 
uh, Al Pacino, close to Fockhart. Like she did like real, you know, wow. celebrities, at, you know, different points in her life. So yeah, pretty interesting. And I just always thought that was kind of a weird, fun fact about my parents. And, you yeah. know, since they've passed, I really like try to weave them into my music as much as possible. Um, just to kind of make them legendary, you know, mm -hmm. so they never go away, that they're always still a part of my life in some capacity. Um, so since that song was very much about the American dream and, and such, I was like, well, why don't I like, why don't I showcase my, my side of growing up in America and, and how my dad was an auto mechanic and, you know, by night race car driver and my mom was a tarot card reader. So that's, that's some backstory for you. Wow. And yeah, that was rec pretty recently when, the, when you lost them. Yeah. I mean, well now it's time. For, I mean, since the band, it's been like. I've been tunnel vision, so it feels like it was just yesterday, but it was actually 2015. Wow. And then um, super unexpected, obviously. I mean, no, no one plans for that. I mean, my mom was sick, you know, for five years and she didn't have cancer. It's, it's actually sarcoid and pulmonary hypertension. So blah, blah, blah. Um, not the fun stuff, I'm sure anybody wants to hear, but um, that still... was unexpected. Yeah, it's weird. It's like when I talk about these days, you know, I, I talk about it so like casually, I think more for the other person we're hearing it. I'm like, yeah, so anyways, but yeah, it's fucking terrible. Um, mm -hmm. But my dad was sudden, he was, he passed of a heart attack and then my mom passed about six months later. So even though they didn't pass in the same day, like, you know, like you would expect from a car crash or something. They, sure. It was very close in timing. So it totally changed my life. I'm sure. And all from like Connecticut that like, you know, that girl that I just told you about, mm -hmm. like, I don't know, kind of just. Were you in Connecticut at the time or had you moved to like LA or? We're here. Yeah. Okay. My whole family actually uprooted to California um, years ago. So I actually pretty much equal parts grew up my life here and there. Okay. Um, my sister moved out here. My parents did. My, my uncles, cousins, everybody was already here because more backstory nobody asked for um my great my i'm sorry my dad's mother my grandmother left my grandfather and had a whole family out here so i've actually been uh, coastal this whole time i've always wow. been in california just like spending my summers here and mm -hmm. back and forth so no but that's still part of, that's a part of the story and well how did you get in, how did you get into music were you and then how did that re relate as far as jumping back and forth to both coasts well, yeah, I think I realized like um, I couldn't do anything in Connecticut and the, and the chances were either New York, since it was mm -hmm. right there, or um, California. And it just seemed like an easier fit for California for me because literally my family was already here. Mm -hmm. And my parents, uh, they wanted to move out here as well. My, my mom, her wish was always to live in California. And she, years and years of trying to convince my daddy finally gave in. So I was like, well all right, I'm just going to go to California. Sure. Um, but all my friends went to New York, obviously, because that's what you do. But I grew up in theater, actually. Um, oh. Which is funny, because on TV dinner, everyone's like, oh, you're such a good actress. Have you ever tried doing that? I was like, well, I mean, I, I really have been. In some <laughs> yeah. um, it's been years, obviously. But um, yeah, I, I grew up in theater. I started singing in sixth grade. Had a terrible time doing it. Like, I was never that kid that was like, born like a gazelle like I literally had to like go through some serious embarrassing moments in my lifetime really and, like do you like what kept you going I'm sure that like 
That must have been crushing. Went fucking crazy, clearly. <laughs> Anybody who wants to be in this business, like you have to have a little level of insanity. But it's because like sure. the amount of rejection, even like on the acting side or, or music, uh-huh. like, to be able, it's like literally getting knocked down in a, in a rest or like a boxing match. And you're like, get back up every time. Right, right. So many no's, right? One That's what time. I always hear. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, if you don't have thick skin, it's going to be a, a difficult ride for you. <laughs> Seriously. I think, you know what? I think we're also experiencing that as just everybody because social media as a whole, I feel like you have to have thick skin. So even if you're not an artist or mm-hmm. an actor, you, you definitely you know, like even with cancel culture, like everything you say is being like, so like with a mic, like magnifying glass and everything. Sure. Like, so I think everyone's kind of experiencing a little bit of it. <laughs> yeah. You got to show your best self online. It's not like you're waking up posting the most horrible things that you've done or said to people. And you're like, I just killed somebody last night. I'm just right. <laughs> here's, here's a picture of it. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's why I write the music in Holy Wars that I write just because like, I feel like I feel this way all the time. Like, I feel like this, like, just keep swimming, you know? And that's like my expression of like showing that like in some in a, in a musical piece, showing what it feels like inside. Right, right. <laughs> Probably yeah. therapeutic to kind of get it out, you know, get it out of your head into the world. Yeah, I mean, music's always been that for me. I mean, I started writing poetry in sixth grade and all my poems were sad or, you know, prepubescent teenager. So I was like, <gasps> everything with a bleeding heart. Um, and then, believe it or not, uh, I didn't do music for a very long time. So I, I was classically trained on the piano tried singing, failed at it a few times. And then I started doing musical theater and then I learned how to like sing. And I, I'll never go back to those days and listen to it because sure, I'm sure they sound terrible. But at the time I was like, oh, I'm good now. <laughs> you have recordings of this. Oh, of course. Yeah, my parents. Oh, amazing. Like, they like brought in their like, you know, they filmed me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, um, but then yeah, we moved out here and then I just, you know, I ended up like living on, getting an apartment you know I didn't do the whole like university college life I literally moved to LA and like made that like my college life and then I did go to like a community college just to get some higher education but I didn't do the music school route Um, I literally found my way into it I dated a guy that was a musician and I remember having this envy of like oh I wish I could be in a band like I wish I could just do that you know even Mm -hmm. though I I did musical theater I just felt like that wasn't as cool as being in a band right um and then a weird circumstance i got on this vh1 reality show which of course i was like Ugh, i would never want to be a part of reality shows <laughs> but this like kind of fell in my lap it was like a game show with alice cooper and sebastian bach and striker from k-rock actually oh that's awesome and, yeah it was one of the and and it was for this game called rock band to the stars and okay rock band uh if you remember that guitar hero spin-off. yeah yeah sure I never played it. They found me in a bar, like singing "Creep," because that's the only thing I could do is like sing on that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it was "Creep" and "Maps" were like my two songs. I was like, "All right, here I oh, go." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And they, yeah, they found me in a bar, and they were like, "Oh, we would love for you to be a part of the show." And I instantly was like, mm, I, don't, "I don't think so. Like, I don't want to do like any Big Brother real world situation." Right. Was it yeah. who? If you don't mind me asking, who who was there? Was it Stryker or was it like some producer or? No, it was actually a casting director. So oh, okay. Like, they were, like, scouting bars that actually 
has like this bar Leo's all star every Thursday night was their rock band. Um, oh, like that was their night. Right. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, like there's like karaoke night. Well, this was all right. band because it was right when that was like really popular. Mm -hmm. So they found me and there was like hundreds of other people from like the local LA area. And I don't know, whoever I was dating at the time was like, oh, just, just show up, you know, who cares? Like, you don't have to do it. It's a two day weekend. You don't have to stay overnight. You get paid. And I was like, oh, that's true. I'm like, no one's ever going to see this, whatever. <laughs> so then I go, I get through so many rounds, even though I don't play. And I, I was very vocal about it. I was like, yo, there's other people here that are way more deserving to be on this. Like, I don't, I don't know how to play any of the other instruments. I just sing and I'm not even a perfect pitch singer. So I'll probably not even win. Cause you remember you had to be oh, like, Oh, so you actually played. So the show is based on the game. Like you had to like, yeah. Cause they would have the meter and any, like, how accurate was the meter is a real thing. You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. You don't even have to sound good. You just had to be like, cause I'm a, cause, you know, you to, like, <laughs> just watching it. <laughs> yeah, No vibrato, no like flair. Right. You know? right. It was really not about how good can you sing. It was more just about like. How well can you stay on the line? Yeah. How well are you <laughs> just sing like a robot. Right. Um, so I knew that. I was like, this is, I'm not good for this, but I don't know something about it. And, and, and I got through and I could tell some people were like, why did she make it? I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, but now I realize, you know, as fate would have it, it brought me to where I'm at now in music because after, eventually I got cut because clearly I did not know what I was doing. Um, and then. <laughs> did this show air? I do not even remember it. <laughs> it, was, it was called Rock Band 2, like the number two. Yeah. Went to the stars. Um, okay. I have to, I have to look this up. I had long brown hair. I don't know why, but I remember wearing a red corset top. Okay. <laughs> so, that person. Um, <laughs> so. Alice Cooper, uh, this is a long story. I'm doing my best to like make it no, short. No, I love Alice it. Cooper calls me over or PA says, Alice Cooper wants to talk to you. And I was like, what? And at that point, like they never spoke to us. It was literally like you film the show and then we break and we go to our, our little area and they go to their fancy green room, that kind of a thing. Um, mm -hmm. This is the first time him and I spoke this, this whole two days of shooting. And he just asked me, he was like, hey, what's your story? Like, obviously you don't play this game, clearly. Because the people I was with, they really played the game and they were really serious about it. And I was uh -huh. kind of like, I don't really care. I'm sorry. Yeah. They used to have like championships for that game. I remember in San Diego, I grew up in San Diego and they'd be like, you know, you, you could win your way onto the like stage at the House of Blues to play like rock band. Like, I'm like this is a yeah. bit much. I mean, really that's going kind of for like it. the end of this thing. I wouldn't be surprised if this is what you're talking about. Because the end was <laughs> it like, you, you battle it out at like House of Blues or something. Like it was oh, that. That's so funny. <laughs> Go down the rabbit hole. It's all there. Um, but yeah, so Alice Cooper just said like, are you in a band? What's your story? And I was like, oh, well, you know, I play a few songs, like breakup songs, like Fiona Apple on my mm -hmm. piano, but that's it. So he just kind of was like, I don't recommend this business for anybody. He's like, but you're young and you're good. And yeah, I just see like, you know, go for it. Like, if wow. You it. Right. And I was just like, total shit. validation that you needed to do it. Yeah. And, and I was like, uh, okay. And at that time I was like doing some acting gigs, but again, I liked it. And I only did it just because I was like, oh, well, I came from musical theater. So the next best thing you do is get into film, which was not for me at all. <laughs> um, but I was like, wow, fuck it. 
I've always wanted to do this. I always felt scared. And so I was like, okay, well, if I do this, like, what do I do? <laughs> Where do I go? Yeah, but how and do he, you start? Right. How do I start? And that's how green I was. And he was like, well, uh, take it from me, get a gimmick. And around that time, Lady Gaga was like paparazzi Lady Gaga. And uh-huh. I was like, Mm, I don't want to wear like a Kermit the Frog dress. Like it's not really my thing. A meat suit? They were a meat suit. Yeah, I was like, ah, uh, no. Nah. I mean, I was really inspired by Fiona Apple, Regina Spector. You know, I sure. was more Patti Smith, that kind of route. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, call it an, an image, you know, find what are you, be something. And then he said, um, and get a band. I was like, all right. And just, he's like, and then play, make a bunch of shit. Be a, rock, be a rock star, you know, just <laughs> snap your fingers, whatever. <laughs> and now looking back after all these years of doing it, I was like, I guess there really was no better advice and just fucking do it, you know? But he did call over Shep Gordon, who was his manager. And the wow. story actually continues to go throughout my life. Because um, Shep Gordon gave me his like home address um, and it was written as Hawaii on there. So I thought it was fake. And I was like, oh, this isn't real. Um, but I was like, thank you, Mr. Gordon. Um, when I have a CD, I'll send it to you. Oh. And <laughs> all these years later, um, I lost that piece of paper. It was this small. And then it was like just a story I'd tell to friends that people were even like, did this even happen? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, swear. Uh, I swear this is the whole reason I'm doing music. Uh, but I did what Alice Cooper said. I started the band and Nick, who's in Holy Wars with me, he's, he auditioned to be in that band. We were in another band before this one. Okay. And um, yeah, I did everything and I lost that paper. And, and that's and in that band too, like we had some cool rides. We did like the things. And I was like, I wish I could tell Chef Gordon that I'm doing it. Were you like uh, just playing LA or did, were you like, did you get to the, the like, you know? professional level so to speak like did you guys yeah, get signed and or we didn't get signed but i feel like that's where our trajectory was because we played staples center for the la kings we did the South southwest tours our music was all over fox like we had so many crazy luck in that band that uh-huh. that i don't even know like it took a while to get there of course so yeah, i don't think anybody unless you have contacts which we did not know anybody um, but still, who, like, yeah, you know, didn't have that contact did, information. Did you stay in contact with him when you started your that band, or was it kind no, of just so the end of it? There, his, his manager's stuff, which I always thought was weird. Till this day, I was like, why didn't he just give me? But I get it. But he was like, here's this, you know, and he, Chef Gordon, like literally gave me his address in Hawaii. And again, at the time, I thought it was fake. Right. Um, but then, also, that band happens. Do some cool stuff and. uh 2015 is when my parents passed. So of course, and I was on tour, or I was about to go on tour right after my dad passed, and my oh mom, my was, and my mom was needing help. So, and I had to do it because we had to commit to a couple of them. One of them was like the Roxy, I think, was our hometown show. Wow. Um, so it was like, I can't back out, you know. Right, right. Especially if I want like this band to continue on, and at that time, I I did. I just knew like my life was just thrown up, thrown around, now completely torn apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do that, I do it, come back. And then I'm Nick and I decide we're like, we have to stop this band. Like I, I can't think about, I mean, life literally just tore, <laughs> tore a tornado through me. Right. Um, so we stopped the band. We tell our team at the time, like, we're kind of done indefinitely. Maybe we'll come back. I don't really know. And everybody was just like, yeah, totally. You get it. Right. You know, do what you got to do. I mean, I was even like on that verge of like, do I want to be alive anymore? You know, right. and then as I was um, 
cleaning out my parents' filing cabinet, as I'm sure everyone's parents save everything. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the the gum of when I was 13 in a wrapper, you know, like the right, right. your first piece of chewing gum. Exactly. Like, <laughs> my my first haircut, my first chewing gum. Um, I have a five year old. I do all the same weird stuff, so I get it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a first. You never you never get that yeah. first back. Um, but yeah, so they they I don't know if I gave it to them, and I just don't remember. But my mom had that little piece of paper with Chef Gordon's information on it. And wow. I was bawling. I was just like, oh my God, like it's here. And at that time, Holy Wars didn't exist. And I just was like, and Nick was like, give me that paper. And he's like, laminate it. Like, <laughs> I was just going to say, did he laminate it? I would have. <laughs> like, don't lose it. Because for years I was like, I have it. I know it's, I just, I'd lost it. I don't know how. Well, my mom had it this whole time. She might even know what she had, but she had it. Wow. And I was very diligent about going through everything of theirs. I, I saw that. Otherwise, I never would have found it. So years later, we start Holy Wars. And I still think this whole thing is fake. And, um, you know, his address. And we're watching Supermensch. I don't know if you saw it, but it's on Netflix. Uh, it doesn't ring a bell off the top of my head. Maybe if I saw the... I'm really bad with names, but I'm sure if I saw the cover, you know, the cover art, I would be like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's it's just... I think it's just Shep, Shep's face on it. Um, but it, Mike Myers produced it, and you learn about his life that I didn't even know, that he's the reason the Food Network channel exists, and he's just, like, one badass dude. Um, and it takes place in his house in Hawaii, and that was literally... oh wow and I was like oh my god he literally gave me his real address like a young like little like girl that could probably stalk him he gave me his address um so we start the band we do the first year which was an incredible ride for holy wars and then when we watch around like the end of that year we already had our first ep out that's when we saw super mention nick was like you have to send them something like expect nothing, but just complete this, you know, have closure on this. Mm-hmm. And I did, I wrote him a long, like handwritten letter. Cause I was like, this is, I'm not going to get this guy an email. Like I'm going to like write him a letter. I'm going to mail it to this address. I'm going to take a photo of me holding this little piece of paper. So he saw like, this is his handwriting. I did not just find this on the web. Um, and then I, I, so I do that. I, I tell him the story. I said, this, I met you. Uh, Alice told me to become a musician. I literally did everything he said. And since then I've done X, Y, Z. And I was like, I want nothing from you. I had managers. So I was like, I have a team. I really just want to buy you beer or just say hi or thank you. I don't know. I was like, I just need closure on this, on this journey of why I'm doing everything I'm doing. Sure. And uh, and I left my email, left, I left my number and I just said, if you're ever in LA, you know, if you want to have a drink on me, let's do it. He texts me like week, like three weeks later. And he just was like, I got your beautiful letter. Thank you so much. And what a wonderful story and keep doing what you're doing. Blah, blah, blah. Of course I still have that phone number, but that is the end of that story. Wow. That's why Holy Wars exists. That's why everything exists. That's so amazing. That's, that's, yeah. oh my gosh. What a, to finding the, the, I mean, everything about that, that, that's, that's yeah. so amazing. That is so amazing. And now you have uh, some new music out as well for, for, for uh, Holy Wars. Yes. Well, you talked about putting out that first EP and then how that, so 
that record was out before like tell me where the timeline where that record came out and the the conversation you had with with him and sending the the note well yeah that that came out so i didn't think of sending anything to chef gordon then because i still kind of thought like this is fake you know being a hawaii right. address it wasn't until i saw superman so i was like oh it was real and oh it, got it okay he's like you send this out now just Close the, okay. close the chapter. Close, close the, the door. chapter door. Yeah. Got you. Okay. So then I, yeah, and I did, and that's great. You know, maybe we'll see each other again. I've actually spoken to him one other time since then, you know, oh, just man. very brief. Um, but I have not met with him yet to have that drink, and then COVID happens. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so tell me that. So where were you guys at when COVID happened? And you have some new songs out. I mean, we talked about TV Dinner, but you've released a few other songs. Well, uh, you had other tracks that you re released in 2020, like when this is all happening. Yeah. So yeah. where were you when the the world shut down? We well, our last show actually was at Nam. That was we did. Oh, okay. For um, uh, New Year's Day and Black Label Society for the Schechter after party it was like huge, gorgeous, like Anaheim Grove. Fucking, I don't know if you've been there, but the place is incredible. That was actually our last show. Um, oh, wow. We were set to like tour, tour, like we were like getting ready to like, this was like our 2020 was like, okay, we're gonna leave LA. Cause that, we were like hometown heroes for a minute. And we were like the opening band for Papa Roach and Rain Wolf. And we were, we were like that. And we yeah, were building yeah. our fan base here. Um, but yeah, to take it to the origin of Holy Wars, I wrote a bunch of music after my parents passed. Um, not right away, obviously, but like right. through grief and healing, I kind of like what we were saying earlier about like dumping how you feel into music. Mm -hmm. That's literally what I did. And there was never any plan of it being in a band. Like it was just my survival. And Nick and I, we always just wrote music together. I mean, that was like our bond. And for us to not be doing that was very weird for us. Um, so he was craving, I think, to write some music again. And he was helping me through the process of even wanting to do that again. Because at that point, I was like, I'm done with music. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of the business. Like, it's it's never enough. You know, you get one great thing and then, and then you're like, you're forgotten about it. And it's on to the next, you know. So I was like, really weighing like my mental health and if I needed to go back to that. So I wrote this music while I was finding my journey back to music, while I was dealing with the death of my parents and the kind of for the sake of being dramatic, the death of myself, because I didn't feel like myself anymore. And I knew like, okay, I feel different. Like, I, I'm not the same person I was. So uh, I wrote this music and it got around to a couple, a circle of friends that we may be doing a band. We didn't know, mm -hmm. didn't even have a name. And a friend of mine hit me up and was like, hey, I'm about to headline the Echoplex. I wow. heard you might be doing music again. If, if you're down, this could be your debut show. What do you think? And she's like open for me. And I was like, oh, oh my God, I haven't touched music. I haven't played a live show. And like at this point it was like over two years or yeah, like two years. Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh God, this is scary. But because it was terrifying, we did it. We're like, fuck it. Like I literally lost my parents. Like what the fuck is scary now? I'm just gonna do right. it. We came up with a name for it. We're like, we gotta call ourselves something. And I, I, I named it Holy Wars. Nothing to do with Megadeth, though. The fans of Megadeth are <laughs> mad about that. Um, they, 
so we, we do it. And that first show, like we had a couple trail over from our old band, but like, it was a brand new audience for us uh-huh. and they went nuts. Like, I don't know. They just, they were so loving. And, to, and that night really defined like, okay, we're coming back. <laughs> like this That's is- awesome. Yeah. And it was just a great welcoming. And that first year was like, it was just like, boom, you know, we got, we got signed to a great management company, like right away. It was like this whole trajectory and mother, father came out while we were signed and we were just like, Oh, I didn't know what to write after that. I was pretty paralyzed. Cause what could you say after an album literally dedicated to your parents that has right. any value to you? I mean, mm-hmm. any, I, could, I couldn't write a going out on a Friday night song literally following mother, father, father. Right. So I got kind of paralyzed and Nick started touring a bunch opening for a perfect circle. Like he was doing a lot of great touring stuff. So we were both like still together, but like going through our own, like, what are we like, what do we do with this? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why you'll see the trajectory after that. We, we only released a single or two, like very little. And we started writing a lot more for film and TV Mm -hmm. and that side of our career started picking up quite a bit, but we still had Holy Wars and we were still in getting great stuff. Billboard was giving us a lot of attention. So we were like, okay, well, this needs to be something. But I was personally not really knowing what I could say anymore that meant anything to me. And this was not a project that I just like throw it away. Like everything I sing in this band is very like guttural and, you know, my heart. So, and the fans that we attract expect that from us. So I felt like if I didn't give them something that was very self uh, exploring or societal, Mm -hmm. whatever, I think they would have been like, "Mm, what's going on here? Like, this is not real. Um, Do you feel like it was, uh, do you feel like writing for TV and film made it so you could just kind of focus on like one specific topic? Was it like, Mm -hmm. you're going to write a song for this X commercial or this, then you, didn't have to really internalize and put out, like you said, something to follow mother, father. Right. Yeah. I really think that writing for sync or TV film um, was what made me a better writer for Holy Wars, even though like the sounds were different. Cause in, in that world, I've written trailer music to like a fun commercial song, like that you would <laughs> like an, uh, an Apple ad, you know, like, right. So it was all over the place, but I really found different. I was able to explore without this weight and the heaviness of, of my parents and the heaviness of being in a band. I feel like most people in a band, once they like start to cult and like get a little bit of a, a, a fan base, then they feel like they have like an identity crisis. Cause then you can only be whatever it is, whether you're active rock or you're pop or, you know, like, I mean, I think that the lanes are changing now and people mm-hmm. are getting more genre bending with their music. But there was a point where it was like, are you rock or are you this? Like, you can't be many things. And right. I love to be many things. Our favorite bands, like Radiohead, is many, many like, things. Many people things. have many interests nowadays. Like, that's why if you look at the, yeah. the you know, festival lineups, it's not like Coachella used to be like only hip bands and like it was like Radiohead headlining. And now it's like, you know, Friggin' whoever Lizzo or you know whatever the yeah. big artist that there's a Beyonce. It's like you would never seen that in the first ten years of that festival yeah. happening. Yeah, I and you're right. Like I like all kinds of music. I bet right. you do too. Yeah, so it's okay I, to like. 
I got a Halsey poster back there because I love Halsey. And then I'm wearing a public enemy t-shirt. So, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I think now it's a good time for, for, for artists because they can explore a little bit more. I mean, mm -hmm. when we were like in our old band, it was very like, well, what are you? Now mm -hmm. in Holy Wars, it's like, like we were talking to our uh, booking agent and he's like, I love that you guys expand across like the alt rock, but you're also heavy. Like mm -hmm. he's like, you're pretty much he was saying your catalog can be geared towards whoever I get you on tour with. And if I put you with a Chelsea Wolf, I know you have catalog there that's a darker leaning that you can just focus on that catalog for the 30 minutes on that opening slot. Sure. And if I put you with a, I don't know, you said Halsey, so like Machine Gun Kelly. Right. I know you can play more of your alt-leaning music, which is some of our music coming out this year. So I think it's great for artists to be expansive like that. Um, yeah, I definitely agree. I don't tell, but that's, that's my theory. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I want to get, so you put out, you said you put out a couple singles um, in between like in 2019, and then you played this big show in Nam, and then the world crashes down. And- yeah. You have material, obviously, because you put out I Hate Myself. You put out Welcome to My Hell and Little Gods and like different records between now and then. And are those going to be on a record coming out or is that was those just singles and you're focusing on a new body of work with um, TV Dinner? Um, well, yes and no. So I Hate okay. Myself, all that music prior was written prior to um, the world shut <laughs> well, down <laughs> yeah and i hate myself i just wanted to get out there it was a fan favorite that we would play live and then fans would always be like when is the song coming out when's the song coming out Got um it. so i just had to like get it out like just get it out. <laughs> yeah. and, you know whether the timing of it was right or not i don't know but we just had to get it out then we got this incredible opportunity to be the opening theme song on wwe's hell in the cell for welcome to my hell Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I did see that. I saw a little trailer for that, I think on your website. Yeah. 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 Which was super rad. They just randomly hit us up. I mean, we do have oh, a cool. somebody who represents our music for publishing, but they, I believe they found us from a, like, they probably either just typed in hell and they looked at everything that came <laughs> every up. Hell came up. Yeah. But they did confirm that they found us on Spotify, which is cool, which is, which is a point to have your music on there, you know? Um, but they, that opened up, obviously a whole new door of fans and we re-released that song because that song was already out for a year so we were like oh. let's re-release this because it's new um to all these fans and while we do that we can follow up with this other song little gods which we didn't know was going to change things for us in a positive way we had that song written in 2019 like the end of 2019 we performed it for the first time at that nam show Okay. Uh, to gauge the audience like is is it like well how do they feel and people went nuts and, and that was a whole audience nobody knew us so like playing for an audience that does not know you I was, i'm sure you can imagine it's tough yeah. tough to win people over especially yeah they're like okay when's the headliner coming or you know you're always yeah. in that you're in that world exactly especially in, and i do believe it's certain kind of fans too like some some artist fans are very open but then there's some artist fans like like We've never opened for Metallica, but I imagine like the Metallica fans are probably like, get you like we won't like they're just very yeah. I forgot I interviewed somebody, I can't remember who it was, but they're and their band's successful now, but I can't remember, but they opened they were like on tour opening up for Ozzy. 
And oh. like they had to go out every night. Oh, no, Kiss. They're opening up for Kiss. And oh. every night they had to go out and just get stuff like pelted at them. <laughs> like, get off the stage. You know, they just like they just want, you know, they just had to yeah. be the the person that they got shit thrown at for an, half an hour. <laughs> Insane. I wonder if that even still happens today, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't I can't remember the band, but it was a pretty interesting story. <laughs> oh my God. That, God forbid. I would probably just jump it. I don't know. I'm short, so maybe I'd jump in the audience and get tum- tumbled over, but <laughs> I definitely I would not be nice. I'd be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, so we 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 released little gods and okay. Allison Hagendorf who runs the Spotify rock yeah, huge yeah huge, huge tastemaker obviously lovely human oh my god and she's always been very supportive of us up to date but um I can tell when little gods happened she was like oh wait <laughs> like and she she messaged me personally was like is this a sound for you guys? Like what's happening here? What, what's going on? Like, what is this? I love this for you. I love the sound for you guys without like telling us what to do. She was just like curious. And I said, right. oh. I was like, well, yeah, I mean, we're kind of, I wanted to, I wanted to move away from like the mid tempo belted singing, you know, bleeding my heart out. And I really want to get into this, like just this anger banger thing where I'm just like, <laughs> saying it like, <laughs> that literally exists in my head you know and I just mm-hmm. want to say it um so that really did dictate tv dinner for us because when I saw that reaction from her I was like well this is already aligned with what we were planning on doing anyway but now to have somebody like her really respond to this and she got us on her rock this show with, when she uh interviewed bring me the horizon so she's been wow. she paired us with like incredible artists that we just admire greatly so we were like okay Let's just keep going. And we wrote our whole album based off of that. So Little Gods will be on our album. But I do feel Welcome to My Hell and I Hate Myself is more like let them exist in their own world. Of sure. So they were, yeah, they were their own space. They did their own yeah. thing. And now you have TV Dinner out. So now TV Dinner comes. And that was inspired by, well, I actually wrote the first line um, driving in my car where and and I wrote it up to that TV dinner, like while your daddy's watching naked girlies eating TV dinners. Mm-hmm. And I sang it into my phone through my friend with my friend who directed the music video with me. And I was like, Oh, what do you think? I always just like, I don't know. We always just like, ideas yeah. back and forth. just, she's, she's such like a strong person in my life as a friend. So I don't know, maybe it was her reaction. And I also loved it too. She was like, Oh, I love it. She's like, I feel like you're like touching on like, misogyny and the American family and I was just like yeah exactly so I wrote the rest of the song with Nick off of that he gravitated to it really quickly and then he found a Swanson TV dinner commercial because I was considering calling the song TV dinner uh-huh. and uh, that Swanson commercial I'll send it to you after this it was we literally parody we made a parody of our beginning of our uh, TV dinner music video off of that commercial and we like oh how funny (laughs) that's amazing well some people are like oh were you guys inspired by wandavision i was like i didn't even know wandavision was out i literally just saw it for the first time like two weeks ago because of the fan being like oh it's so wandavision i love it and of course the first two episodes i was like 
Yeah, it is kind of very similar. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like it is, but that um, to break everyone's heart, it's not that anybody cares. I was like, no, it's actually a Swanson TV dinner commercial. Um, <laughs> so I am gonna do a video probably this week where I side by side it, just so people can see like this is literally what it is. It's That's cool. Yeah, you should be yeah. like, see, we didn't. This is nothing to do with Wandavision. This is where we took it from, and mm -hmm. I love that. But I really want you to send me that because I'm super curious. I will. Hey, is there a <laughs> I could probably. Do right now in the chat actually while we're talking but that's a that's the story that's amazing and did, yeah. do you have a is a record done or are you still we're still working on it? it i mean okay. we have enough to release a mini album but nick and i are like we're never satisfied we're always just like keep going so <laughs> we have about i think eight or nine tracks now um we have a new song we just wrote the other day that we want to get recorded pretty soon and then we have a few we want to do some features too, because that's actually new for us. We've never, we've never done like a feature with a grandson or something like that. Sure. And so lovely human being. I interviewed yeah. him. And yeah, he's sure amazing. Awesome. Um, and also, I feel like speaking of grandson, I'm like maybe I should hit him up because I feel like TV dinner, and we have another song called One Percent Milk, um, and then <laughs> another song Battery Life. All the titles are very like cheeky. awesome. <laughs> yeah. but like when you like listen to the message it's very like societal you know one percent milk i'm sure you can imagine what that one's about sure. um, state of our fucking inequality of what people get paid in the one percenters and, and milk being the white one percent white um so yeah i'm like this is actually very aligned with jordan's message and his music as well so who knows maybe very cool i hope i hope we, we yeah that would be amazing Let's make it happen. Let's. But yeah, so that's, I'm trying to find this now. YouTube, you know what? Just give me your email. I'll do it after. I don't All want right. to I'll just, I'll just, I'll, I just followed you on Instagram. You can. Okay, I'll link it there. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, thank you so much for doing this. And like, obviously the state of the world might be opening up soon enough and uh, you'll be able to play some shows, which is yeah. pretty exciting, I'm sure for you. It is, you know, I'm most excited about playing this new music, you know, I think because we just had a taste of it when we played Little Gods for that NAMM show mm -hmm. and the response was great. Plus, we just had a great time playing it, like us in the band, we were just like rocking out. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I think it's a little scary, though, because I don't know what it looks like now in the live music world, like the Wild Wild West out there. I don't know what right. it's like yet shows and... So we are going to focus on maybe like playing outside of LA for a while. And then when we hopefully when the album comes out, we're planning on maybe doing like a full hometown show, whatever that may look like, because who knows what the world's going to be like at that point. But that's our plan. That's amazing. That is amazing. Well, thank you so much, Kat, for hanging out with me and, and doing this. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yes. Um, and I have one more question before I let you go. Yes. Do you have any advice for aspiring artists? Oh, well, I can't say this is great for everybody, but for me, I would say do a bunch of things. Don't just focus on one project if you can. I've done that. And when I focused only on one band, I think the opportunities might've been a little bit less, but also it took up so much of my mental like health where I was like, this has got to be the thing for me. And once I started writing with other producers and writing for Sync, and I, I really started to see so many different doors opening up that like at the same time, they all feed each other. So while I'm working, like for instance, while I'm working with a, a song for an, a Sync 
project that inspires something for Holy Wars. And then it just all lifts each other up. So I would say write a lot of music, do book, do co-writes. I mean, this is my younger self would be like cursing my name right now. Be like, don't do co-writes, write yourself. <laughs> um, but do co-writes, just learn and just, yeah. Don't, don't think like it has to be your prod, like this one band that's gonna make or break your life. I feel like people really like a lot of stuff. And if you're doing two projects or you're doing sync, I, I say start writing for sync if you can. And then also do a bunch of shit. Just don't just focus on one thing. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> totally made sense. Meet okay. Alice Cooper. And meet Alice Cooper. <laughs>